leading us, worship team leading us into the presence of the Lord. Psalms 149 and verse 1. Psalms 149 and verse 1. And I'm masked out. If you're masked out, somebody shout, yeah. Yeah. So I bought this real nice mask, and it was a red, white, and blue flag. It had the stripes and the stars on the top, and it was looking cool. And um, so I wore it down to Fisher's, and the material started rubbing my face and rubbing my lips raw. Bye-bye. It's in the bath. It's done. Forget it. And I thought, this crazy thing, now I'm going to have you. <laughs> Are we all on the same page right now? <laughs> now I'm going to have to get some chapstick or something. Psalms 149 and verse 1, praise you the Lord and sing of the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the saints. Let Israel rejoice. <clears throat> In him that made him, let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh the pleasure in his people, beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains. Do you have any idea what you can do with your praise? To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute unto them the judgment written, dishonor of all the saints. Praise ye the Lord. So my subject here for a few moments, simply put, hallelujah, it's the highest praise. Hallelujah is the highest praise. Well, ordinarily we pray over the word, but why don't you just lift your hands and pre, uh, preempting what I'm going to preach to you, and let's just begin to praise the Lord here for just a moment. Thank you, Jesus. God, we're going to praise you today. Thank you, Lord, for your touch, your power, and your spirit. Glory, glory, glory. Come on, you wonderful saints of God. Clap your hands and give the Lord some praise right Thank you. The Lord bless you. I'm kind of going to, you can be seated. Thank you. I'm going to kind of preach, uh, not particularly verse by verse, but I just want to pull a, a few things out of this. For you today, if I may, uh, I don't know what type of sermon this is that I'm preaching. If it's ministering, which I would hope that it would be, or if it's a sermon, or if it's instruction. But I, again, am coming to you, uh, obviously preaching about praise. You know, there are a few reasons uh, to praise the Lord. The first one of those reasons is that the Lord takes pleasure in his people. The Lord delights in his people. Isn't it rewarding to know that uh, it gives God pleasure when we praise him? It gives God pleasure in us. 
You are the people of God. The Lord takes pleasure in you. What is there for the Lord to take pleasure in us? What is it? That is one word, nothing, unless he has put it there. And if he sees any beauty in us, it has to be the, relection, uh, excuse me, the reflection of his own face because we are made in the image of God. The Lord takes pleasure in his people. One verse in Psalms 147 says, the Lord takes pleasure in them that fear him. You who tremble at his word, you who are in awe of him, you wonderful people that seek him, that trust him and obey him, you that fear the Lord, he takes pleasure in you. How is it that he that is infinitely blessed can take pleasure in us? He that has the harps of angels to make music for him and the hosts of cherubims and seraphims to be his attendants. He that can make a world with a wish, create stars as an afterthought and holds the world in the palm of his hands. How is it that he delights and takes pleasure in us? The Lord takes pleasure in his people in their prayers, though those prayers may be imperfect, though they may be mingled with fleshly thoughts and fleshly things, he still opens up his ears and he hears those prayers. Can I preach to you today that he would rather miss a song of one of his his highest angels than he would to miss the prayer of one of his broken-hearted saints of God. He is moved. He is charmed with the prayers of his people. They hold his attention. They prevail with him. He will do anything for those who know how to pray. Prayer moves the arm of God that moves the world. He obviously takes great delight in his people or else he would not listen to those prayers. And yet he is also pleased with their praise. There is never a hymn that is sung by a true saint of God. In some instances, it may not or might not be worth hearing. It may be a little bit off pitch. Pitch bothers me, and some of you know that. We're going to sing, I want it to be on pitch. But it may be off pitch. It may be unharmonious. It may sound of that of discord, but it is coming from a true child of God seeking to praise the Lord. He doesn't care about the pitch. He doesn't care about the vocals. He doesn't, well, I feel like preaching for just a moment. He doesn't care if it's on beat or off beat. And can I go in a particular in, in a particular place? I know that he loves it, but he really doesn't care if it's on the platform, if it's stuck in a traffic jam, it's in the shower while you're shampooing your hair or just walking through the garden uh, when somebody begins to praise the Lord uh, it gets the attention of almighty God Uh, I want you to know that the Lord delights in his people Uh, he takes pleasure in his people Uh, he loves 
wants his people. And when you praise him, it causes him to stand up off the throne that he's sitting on and say, I hear the praises of my people. Somebody clap your hands and magnify the Lord. He will beautify. Somebody say beautify. He will beautify. Amen. He will beautify the meek. The Lord, amen, makes you beautiful. The more, amen, a sculptor takes a slab of marble, it's just a rough block to begin with. But after days and weeks of hard working, he begins to see something like the image that he is aiming to produce. The more that the Lord chisels away at you, it may not feel so good. Somebody help me out. There may be a little pain involved, but don't be dismayed. He that began a good work in you is able to complete it. Mm. Just go ahead and allow him to move and work on you. He's beautifying you. He's causing you to be a more pure praiser. I'm not talking about on the outside. I'm talking about on the inside. When God looks on the heart, so when he chisels away, when you're walking through that trial, that valley, that test, and you don't understand it and it's unexplicable. I want to let you know that if you'll praise your way through it and realize that when you come out on the other end of it, that God's going to make you better. I want to proclaim to this church that there's a there's a pandemic in this world that's bringing this world to its knees and it needs to come to the conclusion that while you're on your knees, United States and every other country that would tune in, while you're down there, you might as well go ahead and spend a little time in prayer uh, because God is trying to work on you. Uh, God is going to work on the church. Uh, I know, uh, amen, the church is in the midst of the trial uh, and the church is in the midst of the test uh, and we're walking through it with the rest of the world. Uh, But if we will praise the Lord, uh, the Lord's about to beautify the church. Uh, He's about to make the church uh, better than it was uh, in March. He's about to make the church greater. And if we'll praise him, there's a mighty revival coming. Come on, clap your hands if you believe it. When you praise the Lord, amen, God is found in the beauty he puts upon his people. Amen. He said he will beautify the meek with salvation. Isn't it strange? And I don't know how you are, but this is one political mess. It is a mess. The whole country is a mess. I've never, I'm still really, really, really young in spite of what you think. Uh, The numbers don't add up. But I'm still really young. But I've never seen it. I've never seen it like this in my entire life. What a political mess. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on with this crazy virus. We don't know what the fix is. We don't know if somebody's stopping the fix. We don't know why some places are tested rapidly and other places, and I'm exaggerating, take 
you know, 10 weeks to find out what the results are. Well, that's too late by then. We don't know if, uh, we don't know if, uh, if there's money involved. And I know they say, well, come on, pastor. Well, you know, the, the drug companies and all this, it is a mess. Great kings and princes and political people, people running for offices have tried to magnify themselves by beautifying their surroundings. They can put all the ads out that they want. They can try all they want to beautify their own place, but they have no idea that it's on the inside. They're looking the wrong places. If somebody would turn to the Lord and realize that he will beautify the meek with salvation. I want to let somebody know without offending you. You may have walked into the church house back door and you may have thought you looked like Hollywood and maybe you did, but I want to let you know you still ugly. When you came to church, you were still ugly. When you came on that Sunday night at the evangelist and the revival, you came in ugly. You walked into the Indiana district campground as ugly as a mud fence but God took a hold of you and he beautified you and he cleaned you up I was ugly but he made me pretty I was no good twice done plucked up but David said he took me out of a filthy miry clay a horrible pit and he cleansed me with his blood I gotta praise him I feel pretty today and I'm going to praise him for it. Oh, come on, somebody. Give God some great praise. I just want to say, I just want to preach about praise a little bit. Amen. Praise a little bit. This is what I want to thank. I know who the culprit is, and I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Amen. But I want to, I want to praise him. Amen. I want to praise him because the Bible says here in our text reading for them to sing aloud upon their beds. Amen. To sing aloud upon their beds. Well, there aren't any beds in the church house and there aren't any beds in the temple and there aren't any couches. And so going back to my little illustration, I know who the culprit was, but somebody took yours truly and took the quarantine praise that we had down there and I jumped around and said, somebody needs to throw a pillow across the room. Are y'all helping me preach this? And somebody needs to grab a hold of the refrigerator door, do something. If you're going to be at home and we're quarantined, you might as well praise the Lord. Well, they took it and put it on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram. It's of the devil. Somebody help me out. I'm not on Instagram. And I know who did it. They took a little... Somebody's got time to kill because they put quarantine praise on it and all this stuff and took my, if you want to call it a mug shot in video form, and they put it on this, and it has had, the last time that it was brought to my attention, 14,000 people looked at it. Thanks a lot. 14,000 people had viewed it and talking about throwing pillows but I'm just telling you what the Lord said, Reagan, that she didn't do it. I'm not getting her in trouble. Well, she's not responsible. I know she's responsible for a lot. 
I know who did it. Yeah, you don't have to tell on him in the front. I know who did it. But listen, the bottom line is this. I'm just telling you, the Lord said, now I'm really, Missy Wilson, I'm really going for a reach here in my preaching. Sing a lot of, that the Bible says that we should throw pillows in the house of praise. I'm kind of really... I'm really reaching. But it says, sing aloud upon their beds. It's not really talking about beds. It's talking about the couch. It's, ta- it's an Asian term. And it's talking about how that, they, how that the Asian would sit down and, uh, and, and they would eat uh, while sitting down or laying down in a laying position. And it's talking about singing aloud upon their beds uh, or singing upon the couch. Uh, hey, I want to let somebody know you can praise him anywhere any place, any time. So I want to preach this to you. If he's talking about singing aloud upon their beds, the beds are in the temple. It's easy to praise God when the drums are beaten and the praise team's up front and the guitar is smoking and the keyboards are on fire. It's one thing to praise him in the church house. You know what we need to do? We need to not only have praise in the church, but we need to have praise in the house. We need to have praise in the family. It shouldn't just be praise on the platform but it ought to be praise in the living room it ought to be praise in the bedroom I woke up this morning with my mind over the breakfast table with a pop tart stayed on Jesus the devil doesn't like it because when I hit my feet on the floor I said I'm going to praise him I know everything's going wrong but I'm going to praise him I know things aren't right but I'm going to praise him. Oh, somebody clap your hands. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works under the children of men. Clap your hands, church, and give him some great praise. Would you clap your hands and magnify the Lord? Let the high praises of God thank you, be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to, to execute vengeance upon uh, the heathen, uh, to bind the kings with chains. Uh, you know how you put the enemy on the run? Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, you know, I've, I've taken a different mindset. Uh, I texted this with my family members uh, and I may be way off base and I could get myself in trouble. But Brother Diaz and I were talking the other day over Portillo's. That place is anointed. Somebody help me out. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's not true. Amen. I just preached something that's not true. But I guess it's anointed when I get in there. Hallelujah. Holy ground. It's holy ground. Anyway, we were talking. And you know what? We were talking about something. And maybe this is off base. I don't know. We have tried to set a tone and a precedent, establish a precedent that, that the Sunday is for guests. And we ought, to, we, ought to be, uh, we ought to be helping guests. And we ought to make guests feel comfortable. And I get a certain aspect of that. But let me say this. Really, that's not true. Sunday is for worship. Sunday is for praise and for worship. When guests come in, should they feel a friendly atmosphere? Absolutely. Should they feel uh, uh, that they are wanted? Absolutely. But should they feel uncomfortable? Absolutely. Should they feel, hey, I don't know what's going on around here, but I think I want what's in here, and I don't feel right, and I'm trying to figure out what I need to do to get there. Let me tell you, church, that 
when we praise the Lord. Oh, he, I'm preaching the word. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. When we come to the church house, if you get on your feet and begin to praise the Lord, conviction's going to come. Deliverance is going to come. Alcoholics going to be set free. Marriage is put back together. When you come to the church house and praise the Lord, revival is coming. Clap your hands and magnify the Lord, if you would. Oh, somebody give the Lord some great praise. I want to say this. This is a positive. And, and uh, I appreciate Reagan. She's been here praying like a trooper. She doesn't need me to say that. And, and, uh, but I want, to, I want to say something in a positive about Reagan. And I hope I, I feel the Holy Ghost. I hope I've ingrained this in our kids. One day she came home. This has been quite a few weeks ago. I don't know when it was. But she just said, you know, Dad, I don't know what's wrong. Everybody seems like they're dead. They're dead. I don't know what we need to do. Seems like things are going. And and just kept mentioning the word dead. And I was like, well, yeah, okay, you go, girl. Because when it's dead, I don't like it either. Amen. It should bother you. You ought to go home and go scratch your head and say, church is kind of flatlined today. I want to commend this church. I want to thank this church. Listen, folks, something has gotten into this place, Valerie, in the last several weeks, in the last couple of months I don't open the Mahashata I don't know if it's coming from the pressure on the outside or what's moving but there's been an element of praise and worship that has moved in this church I'm asking this church don't let go of it until the rapture takes place don't look to the right or the left but when you come in get your mind stayed upon Jesus and make a decision I don't care what I went through this week I'm on a praise and Magnify the name of the Lord. I will not be dead. God's not dead. He's alive. He's not a God of the dead. He's not a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. And I'm going to praise him. Stand to your feet if you would. Somebody clap your hands. And give the Lord some great praise right now.